0: welcome to episode 373 of get paid for your pad this is a very special episode because it's the first one that i'm recording from our new headquarters in uh lucadia which is uh, just north of san diego so me and eric we build out in his garage uh, and if you're watching this on youtube go and check it out. You see uh we have a little gym, we have some bicycles, we build a bunch of desks. Uh so yeah, we're super excited. Uh, I'm going to be here for about 3 months and we're going to uh we're going to be crushing it. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up that will announce very, very soon. So keep an eye out for our emails, keep an eye out for the podcast episodes. We got a lot of cool stuff in store. But today is also exciting because this is the first time that I'm joined by Mr. Anurag Verma. And of course he is the CEO and co-founder of Price Labs. So Anurag, I actually couldn't believe that this is the first time that we're talking. I was literally Bad. going through my old podcast episodes and I was like, there's got to be an episode with, with price Labs before. I mean, how, how is that possible? But uh, glad to have you on the, on the show, man. And uh, we're going to be touching on uh, some strategies for pricing, but also Enorek is going to explain to us how we can adjust our pricing if you're using the new 50% host fee that Airbnb recently made mandatory for a lot of people. So we're going to dive into it, but first Enorek, uh, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Jasper. And and yeah, like you said, we have we have met at conferences. We have exchanged emails so many times over the years that yeah, surprising that that we have never done this together yet. But this is the first time. There's, yeah. there's no better time than that. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I'm uh, I'm super excited, man. Let's dive in. So first of all, Airbnb just recently made it mandatory for some house and it's a bit confusing because right. it depends on where you are so i'm just gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna look at a uh i've got i've got the overview written down here so well, essentially thanks. the 15 percent host fee is now mandatory for anybody using a a third-party software not located okay. in United States, Canada, Mexico, Bahamas, Argentina, Taiwan, and Uruguay. so if you're in one of those countries, you, you can right. still choose the, the simplify or the, the split fee pricing where you're paying three percent as a host, and Airbnb charges right. 13 to 20 percent to the guest. Um, but yep. if you're outside of one of those countries and you' are connected to a third party software, then the 15% host fee is mandatory. And, you know, a lot of people use third party software. So we have a lot of people in our community who are not very happy with this and they want to know how to adjust their pricing. Right. So yeah. that's, uh, that's what I would love to toss at you and, and get your feedback on that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, uh, and there, there's been a lot of discussion about it. I know Price Labs has put out a, a blog post explaining what to do. The, the first thing I want to say on this is there's not as much reason to be unhappy about this. So the reason to be unhappy is if you don't change your rates at all. Say you were charging hundred bucks a night and Airbnb was adding whatever, 14 bucks on top of it before the guest sees the price. So the guest was paying 114, but you were charging 100 and 3% was what Airbnb is charging. Say as an example for Force fee, you were getting 97 bucks. Now if you don't change your price at all and leave it at 100 bucks now instead of getting 97 you're going to get 85 which is something to be unhappy about right but it's very simple in some ways to undo this by just raising your rates by an appropriate amount so that your payout eventually would be the same now of course there is a small reason to be unhappy about this because some people are going to forget that that they have to raise rates they will become much cheaper than other properties in the area and probably will get more bookings. And at some point, they'll realize that, hey, I need to bump up my rates. And till that point comes, you might be not as competitive, as on at least on the price, as the people who forget. But in the long run, hopefully, this will settle back down into, yeah, everybody has raised their rates to account for this change, and then things are back to normal. And hopefully, this is simpler for everybody. And I think part of the reason Airbnb might be doing this is, because other OTAs have been doing like other OTAs, like I think Booking.com does not charge anything on the on the guest side. Everything is a host fee. So just probably uh, getting to an industry standard in some ways uh, is probably the goal, and and hopefully we'll get there, and there's not too much of an inconvenience to anybody. So yeah, maybe in the short run there's a reason to be unhappy, but in the long run, hopefully things will be the same. One thing I do want to add when when you're adjusting your rates to that is is go through that math carefully. If Airbnb is adding a 15% fee, that doesn't mean that you should increase your rates by 15% because it's going from 3% to 15%. It also doesn't mean that you should raise it by 12%. Like The math is a little dif- different. Uh, I think the last time we did it, if I, my memory serves right, you need to you know, like increase your prices by 14 point something percent to get back to exactly what you used to be if the numbers were 3% and 15%.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, You make some good points. Number one, it's in the end of the day, it's all about what does the guest pay and what do you receive as a host? And if you adjust your prices accordingly, just like you mentioned, then um, nothing really changes. But I will say one thing, and some of my students uh, brought this up on on our call uh, last week, actually, was that, so if you are in a country where if you're using a third party algorithm, uh, yeah. You are forced to use the fifteen percent host fee. If your competition is not using a third-party software, they then on Airbnb. If you adjust your prices, so for example, if if I set my prices at like one hundred and fourteen versus before I I priced it at one hundred, if yeah. my competitors are also at one hundred, then now I'm looking, um, you know, I'm looking more expensive to the to the guests right because that's that rate that 114 is now going to show up right. in the in the search snippets
1: right you're trying to say only when you finally the guest the guest will finally pay the same amount but you're saying when they search they're not going to see that difference is that the
0: Thought. exactly because like if somebody prices yeah. it 100 um yeah. but then there's airbnb ads like the f- you know the 13 or the 17 percent right. fee or whatever it is yeah. only after you click on the listing and you click on you put in your dates then you see the yeah, pool then
1: you see it yeah yeah breakdown that is right true. yeah that is um, true. which
0: which by the way i also i also read that in europe that's actually illegal so they're yeah. they're changing things it's i mean it's all complicated <laughs> um it's, but, but uh, that's the essence of it
1: yeah generally speaking i think uh, what what's happened in europe is like the laws require you to have show the final price that somebody would pay and and not like show a lower price and then add fees in the end uh, which hopefully becomes a standard everywhere it uh, <laughs> shouldn't be the case anywhere i think in us it's the same way with airlines where it used to be that they would show a price and then you could add fees but now if you search like you you need to show the final price that somebody would pay and hopefully that becomes standard like when whenever you search for a certain date i did want to clarify a little bit at least from what i know the mandatory moving to uh, host only fee is true if you're using a channel management software but not necessarily dynamic pricing software so Mm. At least what we have seen so far is is our hosts have not had to do like people who use Price Labs have not had to do that. If they do use a channel manager, which is like a fully integrated channel manager, then yes, that's true.
0: Got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just the, the property management systems, right? The PMSS Got and it. the channel managers. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Good point. All right. So, uh, just to summarize, make sure that you adjust your prices. I actually created a little calculator to calculate exactly because okay. it gets a bit tricky with the cleaning fee and stuff. So I'm, I'm happy to yeah. share yeah. that with people if 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 you wanna if you want that, I'll just uh, email me JasperGetPaidForYourPair.com and I'll, I'll send it over. Yeah. Uh, put it in the show notes too. But you know what? Like actually, as As I was calculating this stuff for my properties, I I realized that whether you change it by like 13 or 14 or 15%, you know, it it doesn't really matter that much, you know, it'll come down to like a couple dollars more or less, which is not going to affect your your business significantly. So, so I think the main point is like, people just have to be aware of that. People have to increase their prices and then they should be fine. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, not to be caught unaware that this is going to happen and you haven't raised your rates. Um, exactly. If, if that does happen, the first time it happens, you'll you'll probably realize and then <laughs> do the change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Awesome, man. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, topic over here. Yeah, let's talk a bit about the trends, travel trends, and uh, what should hosts be doing this year to really optimize their optimize their uh, their revenue.
1: Yeah. So this is such a broad, broad question because depending on where you are, depending on what kind of market you're in, there are so many, so many variables. But I guess the most common question that we've been getting is, what do we do for summer this year? Like, so assuming that you're in a summer market, if you're in a ski market, then, then things are a bit different, right? But assuming you're in a summer market, which a lot of the market is, how do you even plan for this year? Like, Last year was bad enough where like there was so much uncertainty. This year, there's hope, but there is also un- that same uncertainty, right? Like, You think that, okay, by summer, hopefully things would recover, but at least right now, you might not be seeing any of that. So how do you plan for something like that? And two variables that changed last year that really made us think about okay how should somebody think about pricing and getting the most out of their listings one was length of stays like i think we have both seen data where uh, length of stays just shot through the roof like they doubled in, in a lot of locations because those short travel like short bookings of one night two night, three nights just weren't happening as much and a lot more people were booking these longer stays of like seven ten nights or even longer sometimes And then the second was the lead time. Like lead time is how far out does somebody book? In normal times, it used to be a slow, gradual increase. Like As you get closer, like three months out, not even three months out, like six months out, five months out, there was a slow buildup of bookings. Now, like six months out, five months out, nothing, crickets, like in a lot of places, nothing happens because people are like, why should I plan for something five months out? I don't even know if I'll be able to go. And then towards the end, this is what we saw happen last year. Like There were places where eventually in the last two, three weeks, there was such a rush of bookings, especially if you're not in a city, you're like outside the city in a more remote area. In some cases, it it overshadowed previous years in, in terms of how much revenue you got. But even then, even though you were making more, it was still hard to plan because a month out, things were still looking bad and then suddenly they would rush in. And something like that seems to be happening again this year. That same uncertainty is there. So generally, our our thought has been, okay, if you're in a place where there is like that summer demand and you're not in a big city, then let's start with raising your rates a little bit for the summer. Like This far out, you don't want to be caught unaware when somebody starts booking all of a sudden. And then monitor very closely you can look at all kinds of market data to figure out have people started booking for summer yet and if people have started booking and and you're not getting bookings that's when you start playing with your rates and say okay let's reduce your rates because I'm not seeing some of these bookings that that you'll have started booking. What you don't want to happen is market to book, like 50% of the bookings in the market come up and and you're still sitting empty. So so don't raise that much. It's a fine balance. If you're using any dynamic pricing software, it, it probably already is accounted for. And even if it's not accounted for, it's something you should monitor and change. You can adjust your strategies and rates a bit too to account for this. If you're not using software, even then, this is like very easy to do uh, in some ways. You can look at your own market, you can look at your own data. And then there are plenty of data providers in the market where you can look at some sense of, okay, here's what the market's doing, here's what's happening with my properties. If you see that, yeah, it looks like people have started working for summer, but my property is sitting empty, maybe there is an opportunity to do something about it. Right. Like it's because of the unpredictability, it's it's become a monitoring game. You you can't just keep following what you used to follow anymore in some ways same thing yeah with- 100% the-
0: yeah i'm i'm seeing that i'm seeing that my my properties as well i, I was just i actually just sent out an email today uh to my list and if you're not on the list like you sign up and get paid for your but yeah i was looking at my property in colombia and it's it's funny man like the the bookings are just coming in so random and and so last yeah. minute uh that yeah. it's exactly as you said oftentimes i look at my calendar i'm like wow i have like hardly any bookings and then yeah. you know suddenly it last minute it just books up um so it's it's really interesting to see but um but what I'm doing right now to try and really fill up my calendar, because my my property in Colombia, like tourism is down like 25% of what, what it was. And I'm really dependent on international travelers. Yeah. Um, but actually, January and February, I've been able to stay at around like 80% uh, occupancy. The way that what I'm doing right now is like, I've lowered my prices a little bit. But not so yeah. much. Like you don't want to panic if you don't have yeah. any bookings and you know two, three weeks out, because people just randomly yeah. book now, right? Yeah. So I've lowered them somewhat, but not by too much. And then yeah. what I do is I, I'm really actively hitting up my guests um, who have booked if they want to stay longer or if they yeah. want to come earlier, uh, we're hitting up our past guests as well. And everybody who stays yeah. we s- give them an, a, a discount code that they can share with their personal networks and stuff. So, yeah. um, by doing that, uh, it's, it's been actually January and February has been our really good months, um, for me, yeah. but I had to really actively go in there and hustle for it and and not like, not like panic, and just drop the prices by half or something.
1: Absolutely. And and it also like a lot of people have this habit of looking at your future looking calendar and saying it's sitting empty, like what do I do? But you should also look at, at your past months and see like, did it get booked last minute and did it get booked well enough? If both these things happen, then maybe there's not as much reason to panic when when the future calendar is sitting somewhat empty, right? So
0: yeah, exactly. Like I have zero bookings for March, um, yeah. which six months ago or a year ago, I'd be concerned, yeah. you know, I'd be like, damn, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're like, you know, two or three weeks out. I haven't had any bookings yeah. yet, uh, but now I'm not concerned at all. Cause I've, I just see them coming in. So, so last minute.
1: Are you seeing desperate longer bookings or the length of stay has stayed the same?
0: No, it's definitely longer, but also yeah. what I see is a lot of my t- guests, the extent You know, we let them know like, Hey, there's some, you know, we have uh, another four days available after you check out, you know, let us know if you want to stay. And a a lot of times uh, they do that. I actually had one guest who uh, extended their stay three times.
1: Which makes sense, right? Like a lot of People are not traveling internationally. They're probably driving to, to your place. They don't have a ticket book to, to fly back or anything. They can extend and, and go back later unless they have, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: a, re- that's a really good point. People are really flexible, right? Because they're working from home yeah. or they're working from yeah. your Airbnb. Number two, yeah. they're either driving or if they're flying, airlines now allow yeah. ticket changes with zero, zero yeah. cost. Right. So people can even change their flights um, without having to pay any extra.
1: True. I forgot about that one. Like the airline industry has changed as well. (laughs) Change fees are gone. Yeah,
0: exactly. So people are very flexible right now. So, you know, I think, uh, I think the strategy of, of just like asking people like, Hey, I've I've got a, I've got a two day gap before you check in. If you want to come two days earlier, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you 20% discount on those two days. And then, yep. you know, you're putting a seed in, into people's heads where it's like, oh, okay, I could, hmm, let, let's see. Let's see if I can change the yeah. flight. Maybe I'll, I'll come two days earlier, you know?
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are all like, there's so much to be done. What, what you're saying, I would classify that as, that as a sort of a marketing strategy, which it is. There's so much to be done on, on the marketing side. There's so much to be done on the pricing side. There's so much to be done on the operation side to sort of, yeah, plan, plan this year so that it goes well.
0: As a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice-looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y, com code pad which is p a d so what are some uh, what are some other recommendations that you have
1: one of them which you have already touched upon was was last minute prices again if if you have access to any kind of market data it's important to sort of look at what your rates look as compared to what's out there in the market not absolute terms so one of the things we've, we've always thought of it this way uh, is just because everybody is charging 100 bucks a night doesn't mean that you charge 100 bucks a night because maybe you are the most luxury property around and you can charge 200 bucks or 500 bucks and still get booked what's important is to try and look at the trends so for example if everybody is around 100 bucks a night and then they slowly start decreasing their prices towards as as the days get closer and say you are at, at a higher rate because you're luxury and you are keeping your rates flat, for example. What you will see when you compare your bookings to market bookings is the market seems to be getting a lot of last minute bookings, which you, for some reason, don't seem to be seeing. Uh, what that indicates is that, okay, uh, last minute, that delta, like a month out when somebody is booking, an average property is 100 bucks. You, as a luxury property, is maybe 200 bucks. That delta is justified. But last minute, when that average property is 70 bucks because they discounted and, and you're still at 200 bucks, that the delta is, becomes a little bigger and it dissuades people from, from probably going to the luxury property. If you can sort of try and say, okay, if I'm empty and in, in the next three days and, and I do want somebody to come in, maybe I should do something about it. And And there's the flip side of it also. A lot of people do too much last minute discounting. And you you were speaking about that, right? Like, You're like, I'm not going to discount too much because I know people are booking at these rates last minute already. Why do I need to discount? Uh, maybe if you look at the market rates, you'll say, okay, what I should do is maybe lower my rates far out a little bit. Maybe I will get March bookings at a 5% discount versus getting bookings at a 20% discount last minute. So you can say, let's keep the last minute rates what they are, but let's try to lower the far out rates just a little bit, not too much, not Mm -hmm. so much that it becomes the same as the last minute booking, but just so much and see, do I get a little more bookings far out at a smaller discount and get more money overall like so mm. you have to think of these very fine balances between what's happening in in your properties versus what's happening in the market and where should you get that booking uh, is is important like how far out do you want to get booked on an av- on average yeah uh, because it's important yeah
0: yeah, so you're saying like we should uh, experiment and just kind of feel out like, because so things, yeah. you know, it's everything has changed right now, right? So it's important to uh, do some experimentation.
1: Exactly, yeah. And experimenting and you don't, if if you're managing more than like one property, then you sort of have that leeway as well, right? You can try some strategies with some properties and see if they work before rolling it out for your entire portfolio, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so you mentioned market data. I know. I know that's really important right now because in order in order to understand how to make these adjustments, we have to understand like you know what is the market doing, right? Are other people right. getting booked right now? Are you know? I'm an, am I the only one who has an empty calendar for for next month? Um, yeah. I know you guys provide you you guys provide some pretty good market data. Do you want to explain right. that a bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what we started doing, I mean, we are better known for dynamic pricing, uh, which is where uh, you can set your rate strategies, but then we we combine our market data plus your strategies and, and update prices daily. But one of the things that that happened in 2020 was a lot more people were interested in like figuring out, like you said, am I the only one who's sitting with an empty calendar in April 2020, right? So based on like a lot of feedback, we were like, okay, we should create something where our customers can see this. Uh, and it's been really useful to, one, not just look at what kind, like whether uh, other people are lowering their rates or not, whether other people are getting booked or not, but also really to figure out what kind of bookings these are. So as an example, like today you can go on Airbnb or booking.com or Verbo, and you can look at your neighborhood. Even if you don't want to use any data provider, you can go search for small, like look up a four-night band and say, okay, starting from today, if I want to get a four-night booking, how many options show up? In two weeks' time, if I do the same search, how many options show up? And In five weeks' time, if I do it, what generally happens is the farther out it is, the more options will show up, which seems normal because a lot of people are booking last minute. So that that gives you some sense of, okay, are other people getting booked or not? Because if nobody was getting booked, you will see a stand like every search will give you the same amount of properties in the, in the search, right? So if you found that, yeah, people are getting booked, it's also helpful to know, and that's the part that's not easy to get in general is how long are these bookings, for example. So what we do essentially is we look at all the Airbnb properties around the world every day or every couple of days, and then go say, okay, these three dates used to be available. And then, now they are not available. It's quite likely that a three night booking got, got made there or these 18 nights got suddenly became unavailable. So we record like what was the last price that was there before it got booked uh, became unavailable we try to remove anything that looks like a block like so in in some places for example airbnb might have put uh, that okay nobody can book here anymore Uh, so you need to say okay that's that's not really a booking that just airbnb Mm -hmm. doing its thing right or there are times when like people do like long maintenance blocks because they're like hey i'll I'll take my property off market and do a long-term rental and we don't want to count that as a booking so we do all of this and then try to create uh, instead of you having to go do that search, you can put in an address, you can put in a radius, and we tell you, okay, there are these many properties in this area. Over the last few weeks, this is what the booking trends have been. So for example, if booking starts picking up, it will show you and we'll send you an email every week to say, compared to previous week, this week bookings increased by 12%, for example. So so you know, okay, something is happening in my market or beginning to change in my market. And you can see length of state trends to say, okay. In a lot of markets, for example, uh, a lot of long bookings are coming in. And if you're not taking longer bookings for whatever reason, or if you're not setting prices correctly for longer bookings, you can say, okay, I'm 30% occupied right now. Maybe I should consider, like, if you can get a month-long booking at a 50% discount, which sounds really big, it actually makes you more money than getting short bookings, fill up 30% of the days at the full price. And then it's less hassle in some ways, right? So depending on whether it's okay to take a month-long booking, I know there are concerns about tenant laws and all those things, but Mm -hmm. all of those things together can come and inform you, okay, what kind of bookings are happening? Am I getting those bookings? Will I benefit from those bookings? And then what can I do to try and attract those bookings? So those are the kind of questions we are trying to answer. It's a very sort of a pricing strategy kind of a dashboard where you can come in and see, okay, what should I be doing differently?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, uh, you know, I think the market data you guys provide is awesome. Uh, I think another reason why people want to use price labs is because you guys charge a flat fee versus um, the other pricing apps pri- uh, charge a, uh, a percentage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Isn't it?
1: That is correct. So for the market dashboards, we charge 10 bucks a month. If you're using us for dynamic pricing, uh, it depends on how many properties you use us for. So if you have 20 properties, I think it comes to around 11 bucks per property per month. If you have 100 properties, it comes to like six and a half bucks per property per month. Um, If you have two properties, then I think it's 17 bucks. Uh, right or something. Like that,
0: yeah The more properties, the cheaper it gets. But we have a special offer, of course. If you sign up now, you use code GPYFP, abbreviation of Get Paid for Your Pad. Uh, you actually get ten dollars off, but you also get a month free market reports. Right.
1: So you get a month free of dynamic pricing. But uh, anybody who starts dynamic pricing, like as long as you, as soon as you connect your properties. Into price labs, you don't even have to start syncing rates or do anything. You automatically get a free market dashboard. So uh, for a month, so that's right. What, yeah.
0: All right. So uh, so people can get a uh, free access to the market report. So go check it yeah. out. Use the code G P Y F P. And yeah, I think I mean in general, I just think that using a pricing algorithm is more important now than before because it's just, it's just really hard to price your units now. Like I'm seeing that in my my own units, like. You know, because of the you know the bookings come in at such you know strange times yeah. and <laughs> the rates are all over the place, it's it's kind of hard to figure this stuff out. You know, by, uh, by yourself.
1: That's true, and and uh, I do want to add using dynamic pricing. It, one, it's not a silver bullet in that you can't just turn on a sync switch and say like, yeah, this will take care of itself, uh, because one, you have to do you should do some fine tuning like an algorithm knows a lot of things but as a human being you know a lot a lot of things as well like the best results that we see are when somebody looks at the market data looks at the recommendations and says hey i want this is the strategy i'm after i'm going to set these parameters and fine tune the algorithm to do this and it's not just about prices it's also minimum stay strategies like how do i how do you want to set minimum stays for different periods so yeah it's it's not a silver bullet in that you can't just turn it off and say, yeah, it should take care of itself. Uh, every, like this, regardless of what you use, uh, you, you should monitor it. You should fine tune it uh, and get good results from there.
0: It's not a silver bullet. It's, it's like a bronze bullet. Yes. You can turn it into a gold bullet if you if you tweak it with your own personal knowledge.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's how it works. Um, yeah, good point, yeah. man. Like, good point. Yeah. That's uh, that's hundred percent accurate. You don't want to sign up for a pricing app, just turn it on and then never look at it again. No, uh, exactly. You want to use, yeah. use your brain and use the computer and combine those exactly. two. And that's, that's how you maximize stuff. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on. I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back uh, another time. Yeah. This uh, is good stuff, man. Good, interesting stuff.
1: Thank you so much, Jasper, for for having me here. And then, yeah, hopefully we don't have to wait 372 more episodes before I can be back again.
0: (laughs) I hope Uh, not, no, because that would would be uh, around six, seven years or so. all right man well thanks uh, thanks for joining the show and uh to the listeners thanks for listening and if you're uh if you haven't watched this on youtube go to youtube and uh, then you can see our new office it's pretty awesome uh we're going to be building it out in the next uh, couple weeks and if you do go to youtube just look for get paid for your pad you'll you'll be able to find it you can watch all the episodes there as well and then uh give me give me a thumbs up while you're at it and uh comment on the video as well appreciate it and until next week Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad.
1: Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your
0: pad. If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over two million dollars. Or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.